Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness, Michael and Jason Petrop. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Brodo Summer Heat Wave. It is getting hot, and we are wrapping up the NFC South, one of the biggest divisions in fantasy with the team that is on the most people's lips in this offseason. Arr, matey. It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 32 teams in 32 days only with Brodo Fantasy and BrotoFantasy.com. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, here with my brothers, the twins that rock your fantasy football world. You know what I'm saying? Michael and Jason. On people's lips? Yeah, people have been talking about the Buccaneers like crazy, son. Yeah. They've been a big topic of conversation this offseason. You never heard that phrase, Jay? Yeah, what? Jason Jason only got girls on his lips. That's why he don't know about this. Um, just remember, we do this twice a week. It's worse um, than the Christopher Walken start. <laughs> we do this twice a week during the season. We preview every single fantasy player. We do it so well and so thoroughly that it takes two episodes just to do it. Um, we also have a third episode during the week. For a fourth episode during the week, our, our, our waiver uh, episode, Check out patreon.com slash brotofantasy. Please join our Patreon, patreon.com slash brotofantasy. At this point, if you're listening to this, it might be... No, no, it's still... It, the deadline has passed um, for joining the Broto Leagues. Correct. But if we get 12 more patrons, we can make it. We can make another league. Or 10. We can make a 10-man league. So uh, tell your friends, tell your family members, tell your relatives, brotofantasy and patreon.com slash brotofantasy. Without any further ado, let's get into... The team that's been on my lips and the man that most women and some men wish that were on their lips is on the lips of Bruce Arians. He, I wonder if he's going to kiss Bruce Arians on the lips like he kisses his son and Bill Belichick on the lips. We're going to we're gonna have to figure that out. But Tom Brady. <laughs> Tim, you're saying some weird shit. Yeah, I don't even know what you're saying anymore, man. <laughs> it's just a bunch of lips jokes. Oh, All right. Look, the offensive outlook, uh, we know what Bruce Arians brings. He brings a high-powered offense, downfield threat. And Tom Brady, 43 years old, 43 years young, is the new quarterback in this situation. A lot of people, as soon as this happened, kind of anointed Tom Brady and the Bucs the champions of this division. And then as you got the other section of people who said Tom Brady's done and he's just going to be a dinker and a dunker for us for his career. What say you? Will Tom Brady flip a switch? Get it? Flip. 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 Lip. Get it? I don't get that either. You guys got to <laughs> stop with these flip puns. Man. Yeah, look, you just pointed out Tom Brady is an old man at this point in fantasy football. Uh, just in football terms, Tom Brady is old. Last season, he was 42 years old. He had his lowest completion percentage since 2013. His lowest yards per game since 2010. His lowest yards per attempt since 2002. His lowest touchdown total since 2002. He was also 27th in true throw value. Yet, despite all that, he was still 16th overall in points per game. So, the dink and dunks and the bad receiving core and the low true throw value, he was still able to put up fantasy points. Not super efficient and not super, not as productive as you've come to know Tom Brady to be, but nonetheless, not terrible. And now this season, he's the talk of the town, right? He's headed to Tampa Bay, 43 years old. His ADP is QB10. So the question here is, is Tom Brady going to be, you know, Tom Terrific, 43 years old, 
joining a new team, resurgence, and be a beast again? Or is he going to continue to decline and be a similar quarterback to last season where he was not the Tom Brady that we're used to seeing? I mean, he has Chris Godwin. He has Mike Evans. He has Rob Gronkowski. He has O.J. Howard. He has the the backfield. I'm not even going to get it. It's not a great backfield. But he has all those weapons to throw to. Will he be able to meet an ADP of QB10? For me, with Tom Brady, he like I just said, he... It was his last year was one of his worst seasons ever, and he was 42 years old. You don't lose. I mean, you don't beat father time. It, it reaches everyone, and Tom Brady's now 43 years old. I understand it's a new team. I understand it's a new system of Bruce Arians, and I understand that he's like, oh, I'm, I'm great. I'm going to do good and all this, and reports out of camp are good. But until we see it happening, I don't know how much we could trust that Tom Brady's just going to be back to being Tom Brady at 43 years old. And at an ADP of QB 10... Being drafted after guys like Carson Wentz, it's a little crazy to me. And I think the hype of Tom Brady joining that electric offense is just a little too enticing for people. And they're reaching for him a bit. I see what you're getting at, Michael. But I do want to point out a couple things. First, he had one of his worst seasons ever last year. I think you could chalk that up to a couple things. Besides Julian Edelman, who we'll get to in just a second. James White. No, we won't. James, well, that, that I'll get to in just a second. Okay. James White. Well, I'm going to talk about him when I talk about Chris Godwin, and you'll see. James White, 72 catches, was his leading receiver. After that, 29 catches for Philip Dorsett. Mohamed Sanu, 26. The, the names that he was throwing to last year, Jacoby Myers. Like the Nikhil, father of my son. Nikhil Harry. Like Ryan Izzo, this is these are the guys H2 that the he Izzo. was going to. Now, look, if you want, if you're talking about Tom Brady being 43 years old, yeah, he's 43 years old. But you look back, there have been 43 year old quarterbacks before. I mean, Vinny Testaverde played till he was 45, and you take a look at some of these old quarterbacks, 43 years old. He doesn't look like a 43 year old. He still he keeps his body in pristine condition, great shape. I also believe that he is not one of those guys who's just going to go to a place, leave a team that he's been comfortable with, and just go somewhere to be a dink and dunker. I just don't think that's the case. So am I drafting Tom Brady to be my starting quarterback in fantasy? Probably not. If I am, I'm drafting a backup. I, I like to maybe like back him up with someone like Ryan Tannehill or someone like even Baker Mayfield who might take a step up this year. If he doesn't work out at where I'm taking him at QB 10, it's not the worst thing in the world. I'm probably in that. I'm probably drafting him in a range of the 10th round and beyond where, you know, streaming is, is just fine. So I, I don't think that I'm having him, but at the same time, I don't think he's going to affect the guys around him. And I think he could really lead a really good offense. And I think that's going to lead us to the next things that I want to talk about. I mean, would so I be to... shocked what? if Tom Brady was very good this season? No, because he's Tom Brady. He's one of the best to ever do it. But all signs point to him just progressively getting worse over the past three or four years. And how much will his supporting cast negate father time? That's the problem here with Tom Brady. How much will that help him? Like, because if he's just if he's the same QB as he was last year, 
I mean, how good could he possibly be for fantasy? Because he was not that great of a quarterback last year. I know his weapons were bad, but he just wasn't Very that bad. great of a quarterback. Like the worst of but his like career. But like he's bad. been great with bad receivers in the past as well. I mean, not at this level of bad. He's at least had something. It to was work very with. bad. I mean, there's no denying that he had some bad receivers to throw to. And now when he, he did have Antonio like Brown for that, cast. when he did have Antonio Brown for that one game, he had no practice with him, with him whatsoever, and he completed four passes for 56 yards and a touchdown to him, with no type of practice whatsoever down the field. Everyone likes to talk about how Tom Brady hasn't supported a number one wide receiver on the outside for a long time. Well, the last time he had a number one wide receiver was on the outside was Randy Moss. So I, I just I just think that we're going to see a lot uh, a lot of going downfield from Tom Brady this year. I mean, it's not like I'm completely fading Tom Brady. Like I drafted him in, in SFBX because it's, it's a super flex league. And if he does break out, it's nice to have a potential in a in a big league like that. I just think. Getting him at ADP of QB ten over guys like Carson Wentz maybe pushing it a little bit. One, let's get to the receivers. The guy who Tom Brady is going to be throwing to out of this backfield, uh, because we usually do running back next, but I feel like going to receivers because it makes more sense. Um, Mike Evans is a guy who is a big play threat. He may not be the prototypical looking guy's big play threat, but in his career he has been a big play threat. He's not a 100 reception type guy, never has been. He's more of a 65 type uh, reception type guy, but he's also an 18 plus yards per reception dude. Now, this is with Jameis Winston and sometimes Ryan Fitzpatrick, guys who like to sling the ball down the field. Mike Evans is someone who's one of the more one of the biggest question marks because we just had that debate with Tom Brady. I kind of believe that he could do it still. You're kind of a little off on him. We're both kind of like giving ourselves leeway to be wrong on this because there's definitely a possibility for both of us. But the thing is, if you're wrong about Tom Brady, then Mike Evans is going to his value is going to is going to dip. Maybe he'll he's definitely going to be, you know, fantasy relevant, but he's not going to be that guy you wanted to be your wide receiver one in the first round. So how do you guys feel about Mike Evans considering that? I'm just, I'm a little weary of Mike Evans. I I have him ranked at 11 right now. Because I just like him there. He's like, I feel like he'll be better than Juju, Cooper, Chark. But I also don't really want him on my teams. There's a lot of question marks around him because of Tom Brady. Let's take a look at true target value. Last year, Mike Evans finished the year as wide receiver 11, but that's because he missed three games. His true target value was wide receiver five. And what would you know it? Mike Evans' points per game was wide receiver five. That's what I'd call a good stat. Anyway. <laughs> If Evans played 2019 with Tom Brady, his true target value would have been wide receiver 19. Right now, Evans' ADP is at wide receiver 7. I think Tom Brady can be better than last year. So his true target, whose true throw value will increase because he has a lot more weapons. But how much better? And how many targets is Mike Evans going to see? He's seen almost 10 targets per game in his career with a very bad defense and gunslingers. And you mentioned Randy Moss, but the last time the Patriots... Outside receiver led them in receiving was 2007. That was 13 years ago. That's an entire teenage human being. So <laughs> I was I was just starting college in 2007. An entire teenage human being. Yeah, it's, it's it's crazy to think about. So, like I said, Evans ADP is at seven right now. I have him wide receiver 11. I expect a little bit of regression. A lot of it's going to come down to Tom Brady. 
I'm not going to take Mike Evans unless he falls, and I feel comfortable taking him, and that probably has to end up being in the third round. He is looking to be the first player ever to have seven straight 1,000-yard seasons to start a career, though. I think that's why you can't, you can't like, count him out, right? I mean, the yeah. dude, he's always been like, there. Because Jameis Winston fit him perfectly, man. There's no denying that. Like, Jameis Winston liked to chuck the ball downfield in traffic. And Mike Evans would go up and get it for him every once in a while when it wasn't an interception. Now with Tom Brady, you don't know how effective, how how deep Tom Brady's going to be able to throw, how often he's going to want to try to fit it into traffic when he has guys like Chris Godwin, O.J. Howard, and Rob Gronkowski to toss it to underneath instead of Rojo out of the backfield or whoever's catching passes back there. So it's just, he, he might be, he's already kind of inconsistent. Like, he had a donut last year. He had a game with less than three points, I believe. Like, he has games like that, then he has blow-up games. I think he might be a little more inconsistent, but he's certainly still going to have, like, a big role in that offense. And fading him too much or entirely, I think, might be a, a little much. I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far. But I do think it'll be a little hard for him to keep that wide receiver five pace that he had last year with Jameis as his QB. One thing Tom Brady has done well in his career, he's gotten big bodies looks in the end zone. So I think that Mike Evans, although his production in between the 20s might go down, like you said, Michael, I think that's that's fair. I think his touchdown, I, I think he has more options to score touchdowns. Um, so, Jason, you said you're not going to take him until he drops, right? For me, Mike Evans has been the hardest wide receiver to rank in my rankings, which, by the way, BrotoFantasy.com or FantasyPros.com, we're all professional rankers. You know what I'm saying? Because that's how we do. You know what I'm saying? This is how we do. So go check out our rankings. Let's talk about some guys that are going around him. And I want Michael and Jason, just say, would you take this guy or Evans? OBJ. Evans. Allen Robinson. Evans. It's close for me. It's a toss-up right now between those two. Amari Cooper. Evans. Juju Smith-Schuster. Evans. DJ Moore. Evans. Moore. But I Thielen. love DJ Moore. Evans. Adam Thielen. Evans. So that that would so that would make him around wide receiver eight. I told you I have him at wide receiver eleven. The names you didn't name that I have ahead of him, these are the three that I would have said yes to: Robert Woods, AJ Brown, and Calvin Ridley. Okay. Well, I'm looking. I'm, I'm not even looking at our rankings. I tell people to look at our rankings, and I'm not even looking at them. I, I have. I'm looking at the expert consensus ranking rankings. Yeah, right I now. have him um, as my wide receiver uh, twelve. So, I mean, I have him behind Moore, A. Rob, which is really close, and Galladay and AJ Brown. All right, so let's go to the guy that I think is going to lead this team in receptions, yards, and fantasy points. And that guy's Chris Godwin. Um, 95% of the snaps he played last year, his first year where he was given that, that trust, 50% of those snaps came out of the slot. And if you look during the career of Tom Brady, whether it's Julian Edelman, Wes Welker, Dion Branch. This guy takes slot receivers and turns them into superstars. What we haven't seen already is him playing with a slot receiver that's already a superstar. And if you look back at last year, Julian Edelman was targeted. Hold your hats, people. 153 times. Yeah, caught nuts. 100 balls for 1,117 yards and six touchdowns. We're talking about Julian Edelman, who previous to last year had 
Oh, 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 I completely missed a year where he had 159 targets. But was targeted 108 times, 159 times, 134 times, 151 times. These are all years with Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. And even when Randy Moss, not to cut you off, but even when Randy Moss was a stud and a half, you had guys like Wes Welker who was also putting up massive numbers. Wide receiver one. I love Chris Godwin this year, and I this might be a, a stretch. I think he has wide receiver one overall potential. I would, he's going in the third round right now. I, I'm sorry, in the second round right now, late second round, early third. If I miss out on one of the, because I let's say I'm picking at number four, which I am picking in a couple days in our in our home league. If I miss out on number four, of for another running back coming. I'm taking Chris Godwin, and I'm loving him as my wide receiver one, and I'm going to be happy about it. How do you guys feel about Chris Godwin? I think that we really don't need to say much. I mean, he was great as a slot receiver. He is great as a slot receiver, and now he's a great slot quarterback thrown to him. Godwin was second in points per game last season. Edelman was seventh. Godwin was 12th in targets per game last season. Edelman was seventh. They're basically just interchangeable, and Tom Brady's going to throw to them no matter what. So I'm not concerned about Chris Godwin. I feel a lot more comfortable taking him than uh, Mike Evans. One one fun fact I found while researching Edelman it, for this Godwin role, which is why it's important to think about the future, look at years past and not just last year. Edelman was seventh in points per game last season, but he scored more points per game in 2018 Yet in 2018, was 17th in points per game. Mm. So on the low, last year was a down year for wide receivers compared to 2017. I mean, 2018. It was. It was. So I don't know it was that massive. Yeah, just a note there. But Godwin's going to be fine, and I have him as my fifth wide receiver. He's going to be targeted all day. Yeah, and people scared about um, these two tight end sets or O.J. Howard and Rob Gronkowski on the field. First off, Bruce Arians has never really been one to utilize his tight ends much, as we saw last year with O.J. Howard. And secondly, even if he does start using two tight end sets, he's still going to just be moving Chris Godwin around and throwing to him all the time. Like, it wouldn't make sense not to. The dude is an absolute beast, and he could operate anywhere. He had over 800 yards out of the slot. He also had a bunch of yards on the sidelines. And it's just like, I, I agree with you guys. I have him as my fourth wide receiver, actually. And I'd be very happy with him as my wide receiver one if I start with the running back in the first round. Um, so usually we go to running backs here, but I'm going to skip running backs again. Let's go to tight ends since you mentioned the tight ends. Um, Rob Gronkowski seems as though from all the reports out of camp is that he's kind of being used as just like a red zone kind of guy. Like is not really going to be on the field that much. OJ Howard, on the other hand, um, never has reached the potential that we thought he was going to reach. We know that... Tom Brady likes using tight ends. In fact, we know he likes using two tight ends. We've seen him make two tight ends into tight end ones during a season in his career. The only problem is we know Bruce Arians doesn't use tight ends. So where are you leaning on this? Are you taking a chance on a Bucks tight end? For me personally, just not to give away the ending, but I'm not I'm not touching either of these guys. There's no way anyone should have OJ Howard because, I mean, the point you just made... In one tight end leagues. OJ Howard was never used to his potential, and now there's a red zone tight end on the team. So what's he going to do for you? And then Cameron Brate's also there. Let's not forget. But 
Gronk at this point in his career has no yak ability. He's basically a robot. I robot is Gronk's should be Gronk's new nickname. The last three seasons he's played, he had eight, fourteen, and thirteen games played, and his per game stats over those three seasons are four catches, sixty-five yards, and a half touchdown. Sixteen game extrapolation, sixty-four catches, ten, uh, one thousand forty yards, six touchdowns. Extrapolate for 12 games, which is basically what he's played on average in the last three seasons. 48 catches, 780 yards, five touchdowns. Basically making him Jared Cook of last year with less touchdowns. But this also doesn't take into account Bruce Arians' non-tight end offense, Tom Brady's deterioration since those three years, and Gronk's deterioration after not playing for a year. So best case scenario seems to be Jared Cook with less touchdowns. And worst-case scenario seems to be a guy that's either going to give you six points for catching a touchdown or nothing. I'm I'm not going to draft Gronk because people are going to reach for him because of his name. I agree. I'm not going to disagree at all there. I'm just I'm not targeting any of the Tampa Bay tight ends. I'm targeting their receivers because Bruce Arians has always had these crazy offenses, and he's never really utilized tight ends. If he wants to try to use two tight ends this year and start getting them involved— Sure, but last year everyone was burned by O.J. Howard. Like this dude is was a first round pick and has has been one of the best. He's put up like some of the highest yards per target ever for such a young tight end. Like he was supposed to take this huge next step, and then he wasn't even a part of the offense really. His ADP was like in the fifth round last season. Yeah. People were on him. It was is O.J. Howard going to be a top three tight end pick next year? And now we're talking about Rob Gronkowski over him. When Rob Gronkowski was retired last year in the WWE or whatever. So, I mean, these are both two guys. I'm okay with OJ Howard as like a last round best ball pick, like just for fun. Maybe he'll have a game or two where he's useful or if Gronk goes down and they start using him. But, I mean, it's not someone I'm actively targeting in one tight end leagues at all. And Rob Gronkowski is someone I've been very vocal about not targeting in one tight end leagues either. Just to echo Jason as well, I just want to point out that um, we did a we did a fades episode earlier this year, and Rob Gronkowski was one of my fades. And um, the reason I, w- I I said is because of what Jason said. Like someone in your league is going to be stupid enough to draft him early because of his name. Like exactly. you're not you're not playing in a league m- most likely of people who are super dedicated. At least twelve. If you got twelve people who are super dedicated to know everything about football, fire. That's a great league. I mean, our league is nearly like that. Although we have some people who are just you know just not as good as others um but i would say it's overall good league but the the point being that not a lot of leagues are like that and if you leave gronkowski out there it's like leaving a landmine out there someone's gonna blow up on it um let's go to the running back position something that i know me and the twins are not gonna see eye to eye on um ronald jones you want to talk about rojo (laughs) ronald jones saw 37.5 percent of the snap share last year that was number 52 in the league he saw 46.9% of the opportunity share last year. That was 32nd in the league. His team ran 25 a game. That's a, That was right in the middle of the year. So it's not like a 25 rushes a game. That's not right in the middle of the league, excuse me. So for that year, not like his team was going great. Despite this, he finished as the running back 26 last year, splitting time. This offseason... He is in the best shape of his life. He has lost weight. He is motivated. He took a big step forward last year in his second year. Yes, they brought in LaShawn McCoy. LaShawn McCoy, last time we saw him uniformed up, he was 
on the sidelines in the Super Bowl because he was a coach's decision, DNP. Yes, they drafted Keyshawn Vaughn, but do I know what he's going to bring to the table yet? No, and with rookies right now, I'm not taking a late-round rookie over a proven guy at the moment because of COVID. Proven? Yeah, yeah, proven to the point where RB26 last year, he was a starter last year. Now, we did have some problems in in run blocking. I mean, I'm sorry, in pass protection. That's going to be an issue again if he can't, if he can't make that better. For me, if you're talking about Ronald Jones right now, he is being drafted as uh, running back 28. I'm 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 double checking that right now. In half PPR scoring, he is he is being drafted at running back. I can't, I can't even 32 right now. Running back 32 behind Sony Michelle. Yeah, this fantasy pros is behind the the curve on this one. Rojo's ADP has been skyrocketing. It deserves to be because you can get a possible starting running back for Tom Brady Here in the go. eighth round. Tim's falling for Rojo again. Yo, in the eighth round, what do you mean falling from again? I've had him last year. If I you like could get him in the eighth round, sure. But I've seen I've seen him start going in the fourth and fifth round. No, stop it. In FFPC leagues where you're, these people are paying thousands of dollars, there's legitimately people drafting Ronald Jones in the fourth round. I mean, all right, don't drop That's him in the absurd. fourth round. But if you can get him at a nice at a nice value, like seventh, eighth round, even maybe sixth round, I think Ronald Jones is a is a good pick. I mean, look, man, word around camp is that Rojo's the guy in Tampa, right? And then he's having a great camp. But we've all heard this song before. We haven't though. We heard this we have. song before. No, it wasn't like this last year. It was Peyton. Peyton Barber was a starter. It, it, blah, 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 blah. And the year before that, it was he didn't get any. He said multiple times reps. last year that Ronald Jones was the guy during the. Off that was season. during the year though. We didn't hear it during this time. Look, I mean, there's there's noise that they're saying Keyshawn Vaughn is very far behind at this point. He he's a rookie. He so it's a short training camp, and he missed two weeks on the COVID list, so he's not expected to have an immediate role. But then we got Tom Brady also saying that Dari Ogunbowale has been impressing him and Arian said he's going to have a pass-catching role on the team and that he loves running backs who can pass block, so Shady is certainly going to mix in. You want a guy who not only has been ridiculously inconsistent and not usable week to week his first two seasons, you want to take another shot on this guy when there's already three other running backs in the backfield who could possibly steal work? And this coach, this same coach who was sitting him behind Peyton Barber over and over and over last year. Like, why would you want to take... What's the highest upside for Ronald Jones? Like, how good do we think Ronald Jones can be if he really becomes a workhorse in that offense? Because I just do not see that happening. And I do not see him being that guy where it's like, oh, I'm going up against Ronald Jones this week. And if you're going to pay a 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, maybe 8th round... If you want to take a shot there, fine. But anywhere from like the fourth to seventh round, taking a guy like that when you could draft guys like Terry McLaurin, DK Metcalf, Robert Woods. Wait, well, you're not getting DK Metcalf or Terry McLaurin in the seventh round. I'm saying I said fourth, like fourth to seventh round. Area. Yeah, I mean you're not taking him in the fourth round. It's stupid. You should take him in the seventh round, maybe even the sixth. When you're well, looking I'm, at, I, but, do I want? Do I want? Cam Akers? Yeah, I'd Kareem much rather Hunt. have Cam Akers. Do than I want Ronald Matt Breida or, or, or I mean? Ronald Jones, like, these guys are all kind of in the same breath. Like, yeah, I'd probably take Cam Akers over Ronald Jones, but probably it's a, it's a close one. Yeah. Not even, it's not even a little close. I don't know. This this is the same. It's like the it's like Joe Mixon all over again. Like, Ronald oh. Jones was going as, like, a fifth-round pick his rookie year. I was yelling from the rooftop not to do it. 
He was absolutely atrocious. Guess what? The hype comes back. He was like a fifth, sixth round pick again last year. Everyone's like, Rojo's going to break out this year. We were screaming from the rooftops not to do it again. And now this year, despite two straight years of just being an awful fantasy football player, his ADP is right back up to where it always is. It's like the Joe Mixon effect, where people just really want this guy to work out so bad. Except Joe Mixon, of course, is better. Joe Mixon's like a first, second round guy. He's like the Joe Mixon light version. He's like the it's like the Corey Davis effect. Yeah, like people just want him to be so good, so bad that they're willing to just keep shooting his ADP up and be like, "This is the year he's gonna break out, bro," and sound like a genius if Ronald Jones does break out. But I am just so not confident in that backfield. Like we know Shady and Ogunbowale are gonna mix in. Who maybe Keyshawn Vaughn ends up having a role in the second half of the year if he's not having a role right away if Ronald Jones continues to make bonehead plays. Like, we've seen Bruce Arians literally, Ronald Jones makes one bonehead play where he misses a tackle or something, and he's sitting on the bench the rest of the game. That is not something I want to deal with. I, I'm not interested in anyone on this in this backfield because I think it's just going to be a complete mess. I think we could we could agree that the other two guys in the backfield aren't worth owning, but... He only saw thirty seven percent of the snap share last year, man. Ogbin Wally like, could be interesting. And he was he was already twenty six years old. I mean, I'm sorry, he was he was the RB twenty six. I mean, I'm just not a Rojo guy. I've never been a Rojo guy. It's worked out the first couple of years, and I don't think enough has changed to just anoint Ronald Jones as a good mid round pick again this year after what he's done the last two years. Michael, I, I Seems and I know it's not. You want to make a, I know make a you can't just look at what happened in the past. Mike but what? What are really the odds that he's going to be like this great stud this season? Like it's just yeah, sure. Let's make a bet. What's the bet? Um, he finishes as an. He finishes with a better final ranking RB twenty six than last season. I mean, sure. All right, but that's cool. that's not like that's. Lock it up. Hard to do. I mean, I mean, especially because he only had 37% of the snaps last season. Doesn't that say something? It's Peyton Barber that he was behind. And you're getting him way later than that. So if you can get not him. really. He's that. back up to the same ADP as last season. Yeah, you're season. not getting him way later than that. I don't know about that, guys. Watch. Uh, anyway. See, dude, this dude is going like the fifth, sixth round of drafts now. It's right I don't know, back I've doing, to it. I've been doing some mocks on on Yahoo, I've been doing some mocks on. You got to remember though, the the, the FFPC is a kind of a whole different animal. Like, I, like yes, they're going in some of that, but some of those guys make crazy picks. That's true. For the most you know, part, so, they know their shit though. I've been doing FFPC drafts and I've been getting sniped up the gazoo. It's pissing me off. Literally <laughs> every time, like I'll have a pick coming up, I'll be like, "Yo, Michael, I think I'm gonna go uh, Chris Godwin on this one." Right after I say his name, he'll get picked, dude. Every time. It's pretty funny. Um, you guys wanna. You guys have anyone else you want to talk about? One injury away. One injury away. I think uh, I think OJ Howard, if Rob Gronkowski gets hurt, has a chance to kind of take a stronghold. Not not be a superstar, but at least see those receptions. You know if Tom Brady likes using the middle of the field. So I think uh, I think I'm gonna go with OJ Howard. Michael? For me it's no one. No one. For me it's Keyshawn Vaughn, because the rookie I mean, See, if Vaughn goes down, they still got Shady and Agamawale there, too. Like, I just don't want to deal with any of these. I said one if, injury If away. Gronk goes down, what did O.J. Howard do last season when he had the shot to be the number Listen, one? No Scotty Miller Asshole. love? No you Justin remember, Watson look, love? David no Scotty Johnson Miller took over Justin at the Watson end of love. the year. 
Bruce Arians eases rookies in, but maybe he'll get a shot later. Fine, I'll go Keyshawn Vaughn too. <laughs> All right. Well, that being said, um, that is it for our episode. Don't forget BrotoFantasy.com for our latest articles. That closes out the conference. That does close out the conference. We are headed to the West, where the West was won uh, next time. Don't forget BrotoFantasy.com. Check out our articles. We have added a team of writers that are hungry, that are passionate, that are knowledgeable, that know their shit. So come check them out. Patreon.com slash BrotoFantasy. Also, don't go into your draft before I mention Patreon without checking out True Throw Values and Michael's True Throw Value Report. Very important. Very, very important. Um, Patreon.com for all the extras, including joining our leagues. Tell your friends. Um, yeah, next time we are going to go over to the AFC West because that's how we get conferences. And the defending champions, Kansas City Chiefs. Later. Oh, yeah. Later. Later.